between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for grace and grace and peace. Grace and peace, the blessing of your testament. Thank you for every heart that you're going to bless tonight. Thank you for the release of your spirit. And thank you for the release of ministering grace. Lord, to speak your word and for to receive the ministry of your word. Thank you for every heart tonight. I'm asking, Lord, let your spirit move. Let it flow. Let it move, Lord, within every heart tonight. I'm asking, Lord, for a, a baptism of truth. For I ask for clarity inside the grace to, Lord, see into the spirit and, Lord, to discern things that are true. Lord, I ask for help by the scripture as we want, as we try to paint the picture of even that true world, that true realm, that true dimension, that invisible dimension where you, where you are, where you live, even to lay the, the blocks, the blocks of your habitation, even your own house in the spirit. Lord, I pray for every soul that you will help us to partake of this blessing tonight. That let no heart be left behind. Let no heart be distracted. Lord, I ask for grace to rise and to, for every heart to stand in the place where these words are flowing from. And for us to receive our blessing. Thank you. We give glory. Thank you for help. Marie Caparanche de Privendo Librasco. Oh, Brother Hata. Even help to flow with the ministry of these things. Thank you, our God. We give all the glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. <coughs> Hallelujah. Good evening to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Um, how many of us are ready? I, I'm, I'm excited in my spirit. I know the Lord wants to, wants to bless us tonight. Um, let's just quickly open our Bibles to, to Psalm 104. Amen. Psalm 104. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Okay, bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, thou art very great, right? For thou, thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Praise God. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Who coverest thyself with light as with a garment. Glory to God. Who stretched out the heavens like a curtain. And who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters? Glory to Jesus. 
who maketh the clouds his chariot, and who walketh upon the wings of the wind. Thank you, Jesus. And who maketh his angel spirits and his ministers, a what? A flaming, a flaming fire. Who maketh his angel spirits, his ministers, a flaming fire, and who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. And thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. And the, the waters stood above what? The mountains, and as I rebuke the flood at the voice of thy thunder, they hasted what? Away. Praise God. And they, they go up by the mountains, they go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast founded for them. And thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. He sent the springs into the valleys which run among the what? Lilies, praise the Lord. Let's, let's go up a little. Let's go back to the point where he's, he's speaking about the heavens. Thank you, Jesus. Um, in verse 2, he says, That who covereth thyself, who covereth thyself with light as with a garment, and who doth what? Who stretcheth out the heavens like a curtain, and who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the cloud his chariot, and who walketh upon where? Upon the wings of the wind. Thank you, Father. Um, so, one thing in my heart, um, and we'll see how the Lord will, maybe will be able to, to lead us and to bring it out, is um, I see the Lord wants us to, he wants to raise us up in and more, more understanding, more, more understanding, of course, more sight, more understanding, more sight, and not just, the sight is good, understanding, yes, but ultimately he wants to bring comprehension, because it's, to comprehend is more than to see. There's a way to, to see, then of course you see and leads to understanding. Right, then you see, then when you understand, you've, you have a standing in that thing, but understanding is not the end. Um, but when we see comprehension, to comprehend, to me, that is a, more, is a more wholesome grasp, right? It means that comprehension also has to do it, not just seeing, but I, um, now if I want to teach you, if I want to teach you something, I can teach you, I can teach you um, using one particular, one particular, um, one particular approach or I can use one particular way to give you access into an, into an understanding. And then when I, when I, when you communicate with that particular way, it can bring understanding based on whatever, um, whatever vehicle or instrument I used to, to give that understanding through that particular way. And so in that, in that way, when you come through that door, pray, praise God, 
when you come to that place, you know, for, for example, let me see if I can make it more graphical, what I'm trying to say. Um, if I say, okay, we want to go to Parliament Hill, which is just right downtown. Parliament Hill, we want to go downtown. And I say, okay, I want to, I want to, make, you, I want to make you understand the way to Parliament Hill. So I can take you from maybe from here and I will just start going and I will, there's a way I will route it. I will go through maybe Brown scene, we'll take some street, a particular route, then we will get to Parliament Hill. And I'll make sure I'm thorough with the journey. I'll tell you, okay, see, make sure when you get to this intersection, turn right, don't turn left. I will, I will take time to make sure you know that you understand the way to that destination, you know what I mean? So I can do that thoroughly, and then when I'm able to do that work, I can leave you. And anytime I say, can you get there? You say, yeah, I can get there. Yeah. And based on the route I've taken you through, you can see, you can get to that place. That, that's, more of, that's an understanding of a sense. You can arrive at, you know, the, you, can, you know the way to arrive at that place. But let's say I leave you from here. I then go and drop you somewhere in Orleans or something. And I say, okay, from that Orleans direction, can you get to Parliament here? That might be another problem, you know, because I, I only taught you to arrive there through one way. Yeah. But, but there is a way I can then say, okay, let me not do it that way. Let me now just bring a map, and I will open up the map of the city to you. And I'll tell you that no matter, this is how you gain access to this place. You're able to look at the networks of all the streets. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? It means that no matter where you are, you can get to that place. That's what I, that second one is what I mean by comprehension. You see that it's... So it's not just, um, and the learning of the scripture, and sometimes, praise God, um, the Lord wants to do, the Lord wants to do, there's an emphasis in the spirit for a thorough work concerning the understanding of spiritual things that um, many of us, the Lord has blessed us with certain understanding, through certain doors uh, of, in the scripture by which we're able to understand certain things, but they, they, uh, there is a way they need to bring more sound comprehension for us to really fully, because sometimes what, makes, uh, what can stop a soul from being able to, from excelling in a truth, how you know you excel in a truth is that you are able to bring forth a way of life that is in alignment with that truth to, to live in such a way that you are not breaking that truth that you carry. But if there isn't full comprehension of that particular thing, you find out that there will always be issue with living in light because you find out when it comes to life that you are dealing with spirits who unveil paths and circumstances of life. They just roll it out, like different scenes of life. And, and they, do it, they do it contrary to your own understanding. So there's a, maybe there's a way they, that they come before and they say, oh, they've blocked this road. Why? Because this guy has taught one thing, then one thing. That is something that they are seeing something in this aspect. They say, okay, let's leave this way for now. These are spirits talking. They say, okay, let's leave this way for now. Let's, there's another route that this soul is actually a backdoor that this soul is not really, he hasn't uncovered truth, hasn't gotten there yet. Light hasn't gotten there. He hasn't been able to see in that area. Praise God. So these are the, these are the conversations of spirits against souls. <laughs> Amen. 
These are, these are the conversations of war spirits against war. That's why sometimes you see to, to really come into victory against the devil, you must have, um, there has to be what? There has to be full assurance of understanding. As according to Colossians chapter 2, he was talking about your heart being, being neat. Let's quickly see that. Uh, we're going to come back here. I want to read that place for us. Father, we thank you tonight. Amen. We're going to maybe go back to more of a school format. Maybe you can call it summer school. Is that okay? <laughs> Praise God. Maybe we're moving into summer classes now. So, so it's fine if we have more of a class, a school, a school format. Because we have to be very thorough. I'm not saying that we have to be thorough with many things. Yeah, if you, are not, if you are not thorough with things, ah, the devil is very, very bad. Amen. So, Colossians chapter 2, he says, verse 1, he says, For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of what? Understanding. You see that? So there is what you call the, there's what you call understanding, which, which is understanding is, understanding is very, is very, understanding is very specific. Right? When you say you're in, you're in, the, you're in the math class, you don't, you don't, you don't go and tell your prophet, okay, now I understand math, so give me an A+, plus, right? You're in an algebra class. You don't go and say, I understand algebra. Or when you see an algebra exam, the, the question is not what is algebra. You say, okay, algebra is this, this. That's not, uh, it's not the, understanding is not like that. Understanding is specific. When you get used to, you see the question, they will ask you question one, A, they would, they would write a story, they say, the, and the A, Calculate this specific thing. What is the actual formula to calculate this particular one? And when they are marking your script, you can get one A and fail one B. And then fail one C. It means that you don't know one B, you don't know one C. So understanding math is not, I understand, I know math. No, it's that there are certain things you can know and the other things you might not know, you understand. So, so, so when you speak of understanding, understanding is very specific. Yeah, I understand. You understand what? <laughs> you know I mean, when the angel came to give Daniel, and I also come to give you skill to understand. It wasn't just, it wasn't random understanding. It was a specific understanding, which he was, he was praying and searching for books for. He was understanding particularly to the things of the end. Then the, an angel now came and brought that understanding to him, you see. And then the angel said that, that no man withhold it with me in this matter, not, not every matter. So that revelation wasn't, Revelation concerning all, all things or everything was a particular matter, and that's how angels are. You have angels who hold specific things and who can come and minister for this particular understanding. They can bring a ministry for something very specific. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, what they, what they are speaking for about here is that what what will result in when it says that your heart being comforted. I'm seeing comfort as. A state of a heart being at, at rest. Comfort, the, the word comfort actually means 
or I'm using the Bible, the scriptural definition, not English, right? New, the way I'm seeing comfort based on the New Testament scripture is comfort means the means comfort is the is the comfort is the arrival of a person. That what bring com, brings comfort are you can, you can call it other persons, you can call it images, right? So when they spoke about comfort, you're just speaking about the they, they spoke about the Holy Spirit. They called him another comforter. He's a, he's a, he's a person who is, who is a person in God who carries comfort of himself. But if Jesus called him another comforter, it means Jesus himself is also a comforter. That he also has the comfort of himself, which is able to give because of the completeness of his word, of his person. Praise God. So what brings comfort is fullness. Do you, do you see that? Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? That fullness is what brings comfort. If it's not full, it won't bring, it won't bring comfort. You, you can carry it without the comfort of it. For every aspect of learning that they are bringing to the soul, that they are bringing to us, that it is, it is supposed to rise. Learning should increase and increase and increase until it produces comfort. In particular, to bring comfort, comfort, say comfort. Comfort means settlement. That they will make the soul comfortable in the matter. They make you to you've arrived at assurance. Another word for comfort is assurance. Praise God. So it says that their hearts might be comforted. How will you bring comfort? Is when you make them knit, when you are able to knit them together in love. To knit. When you see the word knit, knitting, a knitting work is. The purpose of knitting is to produce fullness or to produce, you want to produce a sweater. You have to keep knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting until that which you want to produce has emerged. Then there will be a final point. So that is the, that's the last thread. That's the last stroke of the person, amen, that produces the fullness. Are you getting what I'm saying? So this is, this being knit together in love is talking about the, it's talking about the, the works of love. That need to be, that need to be finished, that need to come into fullness in the souls of of Christians, of believers. Amen. What I say, the works of what? The works of love, the works of love that need to. So comfort in the spirit as touches of love. Do you agree with me? Comfort in the spirit are what? Uh, they are what? Statues of love. Comfort as statues. Only love's, love being can bring comfort. Right? Only love stature can bring comfort. Love is a high thing in the spirit. Love is high. Love in the spirit actually means perfection. Love means completeness. Praise God. That's it. Love means what? Perfection. Love means completeness. The Bible speaks about you being perfect in love. Being to be made perfect. You know, he that still hated his brother is talking about you. John was speaking about it, that such a person hasn't yet been made perfect in love. That was the main conversation of John. He was trying to bring about perfection of love, to bring what? To make souls perfect in love. Amen. So, love, love in the spirit, um, and we know that the statues of love, these are images, these are images, these are beings that. 
the soul needs to inherit in the full in their fullness. And they are they are listing them here. He said that their hearts might be what? Comforted, being knit together in in love. So the, the knitting work of love, right, is the ministry of the knitting out of love inside the soul is that ministry that brings comfort. Praise God. Is that ministry that does what? Another word for comfort is the absence of fear. Praise God. Now, why absence of fear? Now, everything that is evil comes from fear. Right? It's, it's fear. Fear is like a is a box that once it is present, once you open it, all kinds of things begin to come out of fear. Every time, everything, all kinds of evil will come out from there. It's, name all the evils you can think. That all the things that evil that men do, that kind of evil you see, they they move inside. They they they, they come out. Their fear is what bets them. Praise God. Fear is what is what bears. what bears. Because what what is fear? Fear is an anti-faith word attitude. Right? Any any. Any, anything that is contrary to faith, praise God, is, is fearful. Amen. Now, fear, any, any, any soul that still has fear in him, the sign of having fear in a soul is that such a soul has not yet been made perfect in love. Are you seeing that? That if a soul has fear in him, it means that he's not yet been made what? Perfect. Why? Because perfect Love casteth out what? How many fear? It casteth out all fear. That's how you can tell. So we ask him, what is love in the spirit? Love is that which is void of fear. Right? If you want to say anything, if you can find it in the somewhere, this this thing has no fear at all. It's called love. Spiritually. It's it's called love. Any nature that's without fear is called what? It's called love. That's when we were speaking of charity, one of the things that he believeth all things, opeth all things. Those are language that are void of fear. Right? Believe if you if you fear, you can never, you can never, you can praise the Lord. <laughs> that nature of charity can never, can never, you can never must. You will try. You will try. Your fears will pull you down. When the when the soul is trying to, to soar in in, in love. Love flight. I'm not talking of love walk. There's love walk. I'm talking of the flight, taking flight of love. But praise God. <laughs> there is love. You can measure out to love walk with a bit of fear, even though it's, you are just doing the love walk. The, the purpose of love walk is to be made perfect in love. Right? When you talk about walking in the spirit, to be honest with you, walking, walking is for the purpose of perfection. When you say, when you say oh, you are still walking. Why are you walking? Is for to become perfect. Those are who have the strength of perfection. They mount up wings as you go. They don't. They are not. They are not just walkers. They are able to fly. Amen. That's why God came to Abraham. He said, "Walk before me and be thou perfect." Walk before me by virtue of walking before me. Through walking, you attain what perfection. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, for a soul, what, what they want to get a soul to do. They want to get us to do is to begin to take flight. Every one of us must take flight. Every one of us. Every one of us. As long and they can see it in the spirit when a soul is not yet soaring. 
what is so they can tell they watch it they are watching for every one of us they are watching the ministry of the word they are watching our soul they are seeing they are seeing you receiving revelation they are receiving you receiving understanding they are seeing the days where you you don't you're not too interested you know you just come on you don't you don't get too much maybe maybe in the home meeting you just get two drops and they will say okay no, that's okay no problem and then some days where you you prepare your heart you know you, maybe some hours to the meeting, you pray, Lord, I'm going, to, I'm going to meet with you today. I just want to be blessed. I just want you to, you know, you open your heart and they come and then you're able to receive plenty. They are, and heaven is cheering. They're, and they are watching, they are watching. And what are they watching for? They want this soul to take flight. This soul must take flight. This soul must take flight. Praise God. <laughs> if you watch documentaries about, who are those, those guys who invented the airplane? Is it the Wright Brothers? The right brothers, amen. All the, the recording of how just to get that thing to stay on the air. They will try to go and come down. They are, they are, and they, come, they work on it again. They work on the engine or whatever. They are trying to, they are adding, they are fine-tuning the machinery. To, they want to get it to a point where it can defeat the law of gravity. So they have to keep tuning it and tuning it and tuning it until they are able to do that to get it to a place. And eventually it was able to take flight. And that's how they want our soul to take flight. Praise God. And once you begin to fly, ah, heaven knows. Spirits know. You know, because you are a problem. You are a trouble. You are, you are anybody who is able to take flight. Is someone who has become born of the spirit. You cannot, you cannot take flight without being born of what? Of the what? Of the spirit. Because church people, the wind blow it where it leaves. And you hear the sound there of what? You don't know where it's coming from or where it goes. So is he that is what? Is born of what? Of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, so love, one thing that love does is love positioned the, positions the soul in the heights. A soul, a soul that is a soul that has been that's coming to perfecting love does not, does not live on the ground. Such a soul lives where? Such a soul, it has the ability to soar and to go up. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, and I said that what grounds is fear? You see, fear, fear, unbelief, they are the same thing. Right? Fear is what? Unbelief is the opposite of faith, faith response and an attitude of faith in where? In the heart. Am I making sense to you? Am I speaking a language that you understand? Aha, uh-huh. praise God. So it says that their hearts might be comforted, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love. Their hearts might settle, might be comforted, might settle. So a soul that has received this kind of comfort and this knitting, when you are, when, when you are knitting in this sense to me, I'm seeing this knitting as a work that is done to to deal with anything that is porous in the, in the vessel or in the material. It's like knitting there means a very, very, very tedious, but very particular and very specific work. You know, knitting is done thread by thread. You lay in thread and you're laying thread, praise God. And then there are different things that that word knitting, what it speaks about, it speaks about um, the, the specificity and the very, very the tedious work that is done. It also speaks about the mysterious nature of the work that is being done, right? The, 
there is the mysterious nature of what? Of the work that is being done. That every work that is needed is that it is done to, it is done, a knitting work is done to carry a certain sort of, um, to carry a certain sort of, uh, what's the word? It should hold. It should hold. It shouldn't, when you are knitting, you are not just putting threads anyhow. When you are knitting, there's a wisdom involved in knitting to make sure that when you are finished, it doesn't, and you hold up, ah, I just designed this thing, that what thread shouldn't start falling out. Or what you did, that it should stick together. Right? It should stick together, and it's sticking together by a mystery. Right? It's the wisdom and how you mix the thread, how you tie the thread with the knitting that you are doing. It's actually a code you are locking with every, every thread, thing, every, everything, I don't, it's, not, it's not stroke, what is it called? I don't know. There's a word for it, but every threading that you do, you are, you are, you are locking something into what you are building, and it's done mysteriously. That it should not be easy to what to unwind and to undo. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, this comfort, the word comfort, comfort means um, satisfaction, it means assurance. It's the same thing, they use the word assurance there. That comfort, what is assurance? That what has been done is sure. And it can never be sure if it's not done mysteriously. Because if it's not done mysteriously, if it's not needed, it can be undone. Easily. So, and if you are able to do it and you are afraid, ah, can this thing stay together? Then you don't have an assurance. There is no assurance concern. It's not sure what has been done. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, that full assurance is something that you won't be comfortable if what has been done is not, hasn't been done with sufficient craft and sufficient mystery that is difficult to, what, to be undone. So this kind of work is, is the work that they want to do within our soul. Every single one of us, they want to, um, that, every, that these statues they, they mentioned here, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches. You see, the, all riches of the full assurance of understanding. So this is not just understanding. Praise God. It's not just understanding. It is the what? It's the full assurance. Say full assurance. Full assurance. Praise God. It's the full assurance. Let's turn off the fan. It's the full assurance and then open the door if we can. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. If it gets too hot, then you can turn it on again. Thank you, Jesus. So it's the full assurance of understanding. Say full assurance. Full assurance of understanding. Amen. I'm just trying to make sure nobody sleeps. I'm just seeing something going on here. So, please. <laughs> Let's tamper with that operation. That's not, the, that's not the breeze we want to blow. We want just a, let's give we want the spiritual breeze, breeze to blow, not this one. Because this one can lead to an undesired, uh, undesired rest. Amen. Let's not rest before it's time. <laughs> Praise God. You know, let, uh, let's, be, let's sweat a little. When you are sweating a bit, and you can clean your face. Praise God, so you won't fall asleep. Amen. So, so that their, their hearts might be comforted. Thank you, Jesus. Being knit together in what? Their hearts might be comforted. 
being knit together in love. Being knit together in love. The goal is to raise, I, mean, I can stay on this, I want to talk about this thing. Because this is the work that they want to do in us. This is, this is what they're talking about here is the overcoming work. Until, until the work in his soul has been done to this point. That soul has not yet, um, that soul, there cannot be an assurance concerning that soul. Everyone can't, they can't have an assurance. They can't, there's no comfort. They want their, they call God, they call him the God of all comfort. Is what he wants to do. He wants to put comfort in his soul. He wants to, I won't, I won't leave you comfortless. That was what Jesus Christ said in John chapter 14. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He was talking about the way in which he will come. So that will tell you that bringing comfort is one of, is one of their, main, their main vision for man. They want, to, they want to put something and do something in the soul that, that will give them an assurance. You know, and at different levels. Amen. And so this is what um, God wants every soul to press into this. And it's not, it's not easy, I won't lie to you. It's not easy to get a sense of this thing. It's not easy to get a sense of this thing. One can be around ministry of the word, word of righteousness, revelation, but not have the sense of this thing. You, you, will, be, you, have, you will accumulate understanding and know things, but... You are, not, you are not having a sense of, of coming into assurance, right? Into, into, the assurance is not in what you know. The assurance is what, in what you have become. Do you understand what I mean? That there's an assurance of what your soul has become, which is, which is what heaven looks at. Right? That's what, and that's what the ultimate point of ministry. And, and that is the actual test of whether ministry has been done well. You understand? Whether ministry has been done well, when they want to come and mark the card, it's not, oh, how many meetings do you have this week? Or how many, how many scriptures did you touch? It's not about that. They, they want to talk, they want to look at the soul, reading the soul, like Paul and said that you are our epistle written, is that don't go and look for my report card somewhere else. Don't, it's not in the record of when you look at the archive of my messages. You know, that was uh, your search by title. You know, these are, we, we touched this one on the other time. You know, you can, that's not how, that's not Paul's, <laughs> that's not the CV of Paul's ministry. Neither is it the books that he wrote. You know, Amazon bestseller list, you know, you can see the top five is Paul's. No, that's not the, the way that you can check Paul's ministry. Paul said that, no, just read men. Go on. You want to check whether I did a good job, just go and read the people who I wrote upon that, he said, you are my epistle. You know what I mean? Like you, don't, you don't need any other epistle of commendation. But you are my epistle written, you know, not, not with ink, but by the word, by the spirit. Praise the Lord. So it means that those apostles, and that's one of the saints that apostles have, that apostles, they are tuned to what is written in men. That, that is the, the eye of an apostle. He's talking is, is that is God raises an apostolic ministry for the... An apostolic ministry for, for the correctness of writing. That's why they have to do with searching out things of foundation and the things about foundation, things concerning pattern. When you say foundation, pattern, making sure that everything is correct. Doctrine, correctness of doctrine, exactness of doctrine. But not just doctrine, but so Paul was also speaking of manner of life. right? The uh, manner of life... Is where what produces manner of life is not doc, 
doctrine, sitting doctrine, cannot produce manner of life. What produces manner of life is written doctrine or knitted doctrine, doctrine that has been knit properly and that has been written upon souls. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's what Paul was saying, that that thing is the proof of our ministry, that you are the proof. Amen. That men can come and check. They can come and read you and see whether we wrote well or whether things were not properly what, written. Amen. Amen. And so God is a very awesome father. And, uh, and the Lord, and, and the Lord um, wants us to, to rise to that same standard which they hold. It's a standard which they hold. They hold that standard, which is the standard of don't be busy and be doing things without producing nothing, without producing anything of significance. That is, such thing is the signature of Satan. Right, that's evil. When you say an evil doer is that make everything happen. Why there are things that go everybody's shouting, Jesus, oh my God, wonderful, wonderful ministry. God is in, is walking. God is moving. We're experiencing the move of God. This is the that kind of thing. And then after all of that, you now say that what happened? Nothing has happened. Nothing. So that that is so when you see such thing, that's what you call evil. Evil, evil means the, the, is, is, the, is, the, is the subversion of good with guile, with sense, wisdom. Don't just come brutally, say, let's scatter everything. No, let it be going on, but let it not be going on. Uh, are you going to understand? So, so, so a soul who is, who is in, in abundance of, of resources, but yet still, still lean, that is a sign that the devil's work is prospering in such a soul. Do you get what I mean? You cannot fully, you cannot fully, you cannot fully be assured that you've dealt with Satan if, if you are only checking. Ah, there's a revelation, or is there word? Is there meeting? A meeting still going on? Oh, they still meet. Okay, okay. Wow, they are still meeting. They are still coming. Oh, things are going on. If you look there, you can't know. You can't check it. You can't, you can't know whether the devil is at work. You can't. Because he can allow that to occur. Praise God. And then, but where does he sit? He sit in his, his sense. His, his, say he goes, where are, you, where are you coming from, O Lucifer? When Jesus was, God gathered and they went to coronate Job, the son of God. They asked him, okay, where have you been? What have you been doing? He said, look, man, I've been going up. You know, you can't lie to God. It's just, there's no point. In that kind of meeting, there's no point lying there. Why? Because... All the beings in that meeting, if you lie, they know what you've been doing. They've all been seeing you. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> Satan is not, in that kind of meeting, he's not a covering cast. <laughs> it's to us, you know, guys, people like us, that they, the covering uh, cast upon over the nation. <laughs> that's, not, that's not meeting of nations. That's meeting of God and his sons. When God gathered and then God's sons, those are beings that... You can't cast every t- anything. They are the ones who, who cover. You know what I mean? So when, so when they ask, that's one time you can see Lucifer being truthful. You know what I mean? They, outside that kind, of, that kind of setting, he can never be truthful. Like if you I were to meet him now somewhere on the road and say, Lucifer, where have you been? He won't tell you up and down, to and fro. He will tell you one single lie. Like, like maybe, ah, I've, I've just been in hell since and I've just been crying and suffering all the... All the all the Christians that have been singing, Satan, don't fall for God. They've been matching my head since. And I've been crying, amen. All me and all my demons, 
We can't really, we can't do anything. We are so weak because the church that they've been praying overnight, their prayer has been killing us. So there's nothing, that's why he would tell you, he would lie. He said, ah, I mean our prayer is touching you. I say, yes, so ah, you guys pray too much. Your prayer has been killing us. Are you sad? He said, how ah, really? Ah, you're in trouble. We're going to deal with you. And you go and pray more. Praise God. You think what I'm saying is just like, uh, it, is it, I'm not just giving you, giving you, I'm not giving you just, um, just a story to make a point. To. I'm telling you what happens. Why are there deliverance ministries? Huh? You see a whole ministry, they gather thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands. All they do is cast out devils. Who is lying to them? Someone is talking to them. You think there's not, there isn't uh, an organized operation of darkness to validate what they are doing, to make them feel that they are making a change. Yes. So it means his ministry done under a cast, a covering cast. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And you can, people can do ministry for decades under such, such deception. Do you see that? But when God gathered and his sons gathered in the book of Job, they asked him, where are you coming from? You can't lie. You say, actually, you all know, you know what I've been doing. Now. You, know, I, you know, I always go to and fro, up and down. To and fro, up and down. Then what is, his, what is he doing to and fro? What God asked him next was, was tied to what he was doing. Yeah. It means that it was to and fro, up and down. It's all the places where you find living beings. Entities with will, all the realms where they are, he's, he's not, he, I must not be absent in any, I must not be ignorant concerning any sphere, any place where wheels are active. So he said, I keep going to and fro, to and fro horizontally, and then, and then up and down, to detect every soul. I have the chart of all the souls. I, we keep record of them. We know where they are. We know. When, when anyone tries to arise, we can sense them. We can see them. We are checking them. We have the record of all of them. They go and ask, okay, in that your book, have you considered my servant, Job? Right? He was asking him concerning, but it means you must have known him from moving to and fro and up and down. You must, and then Satan said, that, see that Job boy, that Job man, that Job guy? I know you know him now. We've been watching him. It means that Satan knew Job. It's not possible for Job to have such a conversation and sit and not know him. It's not possible. So if God said, when God said, are you, have you, it's not asking him, are you aware of him? Say, have you considered? Like, okay, what, what do you think concerning Job? Then he began to tell God, it's because your hand, you know, if not, I would have pulled him down since. Because there's a hand that you put around him. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Amen. So what I'm just trying to say is that, is that Satan, um, how, you know, how you know his presence is that he, he's sensitive to souls arising. Yes, sir. He's, he's sensitive to what? Soul. To souls arising. There's no soul will arise without him knowing. And he does, he has sophisticated work yeah. against souls doing what? Sales, souls arising. Praise God. So heaven, heaven wants to increase our sense. 
You know what I mean? When you say, okay, I am, I am partaking of this ministry, then they want to give you, okay, what are the right yardstick to measure your participation in the ministry? That it should not be done based on the wrong things. It has to be done based on the actual work which God desires to do what? To do in this. So, and then what they are saying here, this, let's read again this verse 2. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted, being what? Knit together in love. Being knit together in love. Unto all riches of the full assurance. So there are riches that makes for the full assurance of what? Of understanding. So it's still understanding. But understanding must be done in such a way that it rises into a, what, a full assurance. So at what point do they arrive? Do they say, okay, there is, there is a full assurance of understanding in the soul? It's, it's that... Like I was using the analogy of you're trying to get to Parliament Hill and then instead of just knowing only one way there, praise God, which is sometimes the doors that have opened in our soul is just a particular door. A particular door. We only know a one particular door towards a kind of response of love. And if the enemy blocks that door, we have no other way. Do you understand what I mean? That's the, that's the thing. So, so when they are raising a spiritual soul, a spiritual soul is, a spirit, is, is not, it's not just, praise God, it's not, it's not just a soul. That, the purpose of making a soul mysterious is that, you, is that in a soul that is, has arrived at the full assurance of understanding is a soul that has, has, all, has inherited all the doors into all the doors, all the doors through which soul can pass to respond to God. All the doors throughout the soul, all the avenues, all the avenues that, that, you, that, that when God calls, you will arrive. That nothing will stop you, you will arrive. You will arrive. Because of the, because of the full assurance of understanding, you have, your soul gates are open to the soul. You have access. You are able to maneuver the heart, talking of maneuver of stature, yeah. of nature, in the, in the living of the spiritual life. Yeah. Are you seeing? That's, and that's how they measure spirituality in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. They say, look, he that is spiritual judges all things. That's, that, is the, that, is the, that is a sign of, of a full assurance of understanding. Is it, is it, let's read that place quickly. We'll, we'll come back here. Don't worry. All these places I say we'll come back to. We'll have to come back to them by God's grace. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter, is this chapter 2? Is that where that thing is? Praise Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says that, okay, verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That's the natural man, praise God, because these things are foolishness to him. He cannot, neither can he know them because they are what? Spiritually discerned. Because they are, 
this what they are saying here is very is very high. They're they not talking about the difficulty in in receiving revelation knowledge when the preacher is preaching. That's not what they are speaking about here. What they are speaking about here is is difficulty in receiving the things of God, or what you call the things of the Spirit. The, the Spirit of God is the Spirit that communicates the things of God, not the things of Christ, the things of God. So what they are saying is that when you bring a natural man to try and receive, you know, they are talking about they even, the language they are using. It's not even just understanding. They are talking about receiving. You want to make a, a natural man try and receive the things of what? The Spirit of God. So that person will not be able to receive it because uh, there will be foolishness unto him. So neither can he know them, them because they are spiritually discerned. What does it mean to be spiritually discerned? What does it mean spiritually discerned? Spiritually discerned, praise God. I'm sorry I'm going very fast, but because I feel like so we can cover uh, all the ground. Amen. Amen. That we want to go. Um, we don't even begin to touch some of the things I'm feeling in my spirit that we should go into. I'm just trying to describe, if I can, by God's grace, the emphasis of the spirit, which I feel inside of me, praise God. And I, I believe it's a beautiful emphasis that if heaven can give birth to it, if they can bring it forth and then minister this emphasis to us, that we would have been helped greatly. Amen. Praise the Lord. So when he's talking about these things being spiritually discerned, he's not saying that you need the spirit of wisdom and understanding to discern them. He's not just talking about the revelation of, of the, or receiving the revelational ministry of those things. So when he says they are spiritually discerned, what, what they mean is that it, it takes a soul that is spiritual to discern them. Because they are comparing the natural man. They said the natural man, that he receives it. So if the natural man doesn't receive it, and they are spiritually discerned, they are telling that it's the spiritual man that receive it. Now, do you know that the natural man can have the spirit of wisdom and revelation operating in him? Yes, yes. Many of us, that's when the first time that spirit of wisdom and revelation, which is the, the, the spirit that brings spiritual, the wisdom of spiritual things, that brings in spiritual things to the soul. The first time that ministry came to us, we were all purely natural in our, our, our stature. We have full natural stature. But those things can, those spirits can minister to the natural man. But that's not what we are, they're saying here. They're talking about the, the things of the spirit of God. You can't, a natural man will not receive them, but they are spiritually discerned. So anything that is spiritually discerned is they're talking about things that can only be discerned by the spiritual man. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Then you know, that's how you will, now, you will now understand the next verse in verse 15. That when they say, he that is spiritual, so he that is spiritual here is the spiritual man. Right? This is not talking about just spiritual attitude. Or cooperation with spiritual ministry. When you say, ah, this brother is spiritual, sometimes that brother might not be spiritual. So a lot, of that, a lot of times they've used that word to describe babies who drink milk. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Because that baby maybe prays very well, 
or even because maybe he, he not just prayed, he also enjoys ministry of revelation, but revelation of milk. You know what I mean? Milk revelation. So such a, and, he, and he doesn't just, he also shares them too. He can, he can share them. Praise God. He can share them, amen, beautifully. And say, ah, that brother is spiritual. Hey, spiritual brother. Praise God. But that brother is not spiritual. According to Paul, that is a babe. Uh, right? He's not what? Spiritual. Are you getting me? So we're not trying to put the brother down. We're just trying to say that. <laughs> Amen. And we're not, neither are we trying to discourage him. You know what I mean? It's good for him to, be, to do those things. But we're just saying that we have to understand that being spiritual, spiritual is in nature. Right? Like being spiritual is a spiritual nature. The nature, they call him the, is a spiritual man. The man is a man. The, is a frame, a state of the soul that is spiritual. So the one that says spiritual is not, is not a behavior. It's a man. Right? It's not a, ah, you is a, yeah, it's a spiritual. No, no, it's not that talking about when you are being spiritual. It's not, the, it's not being spiritual. It's in terms of acting out spiritually or doing spiritual things. We're talking about you being a spiritual person. Praise the Lord. So there is that man called, that man is, is, is respected in the spirit. Praise God. He's respected. When a soul can become spiritual, he's respected in the spirit. And they know it. They can tell the difference between a spiritual soul and a soul that is not spiritual. Praise God. <clears throat> and so verse 15 when he's speaking concerning the spiritual man, he said that he that is spiritual, not he that prays. He that is spiritual, he judges all things. So it means that the, the ability of judging all things is the sign of a spiritual man or a spiritual word, stature. He judges all things. And then another side of it is that yet he himself is judge of no man. Now, what makes it unable for any man to judge him? Ah, <laughs> huh? it's born of the spirit. Okay, thank you. I love that because it's born of the spirit. That's correct. Because no one, you never know whence it cometh or where it goeth. But another language in what we are saying here, also in the light of this. First Corinthians chapter two. What I think we we spoke about this chapter um, was it two weeks ago or so. We're talking. Praise the Lord that that what makes the spiritual man? What makes the man spiritual is mystery, right? It's mystery. You can you can't have spirituality without mystery. So it is because of this his mysterious nature. That he himself is judged of no man. That if, if a man wants to judge him, they will judge him wrongly. Do you understand? <laughs> they can't. You judge him. You judge him wrongly. You will always judge him. He, is, he can't be judged by any man. Praise God. Because you can't understand him. You know not whence he cometh from or where what. 
Are you seeing that? You're seeing it. You're seeing it. Praise God. You're seeing it. So you are seeing, you're seeing there that being spiritual is, so to, to make a soul not be longer be a baby, you must push them into the world of mystery. That's the, that's the demarcation between a baby and who is no longer a baby, is that they've crossed, they've crossed into the realm of mystery. And now for the realm of mystery, they've entered the kingdom. Yes. Do you understand? The entrance into the kingdom is moving into mystery. The kingdom is the, is the domain of the mystery of God. That, you see that kingdom, that kingdom is a mysterious something. Nobody, you can't, you can't, you can't. You see, right from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. Violence. The kingdom, because he began to announce the kingdom, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. When he began to announce it, spirit began to, ah, something is coming. King, you know, before John the Baptist, nobody was hearing about kingdom. Isaiah never prophesied kingdom. He didn't know about it. Neither did Jeremiah. Neither even, even beings like Daniel, all of those beings. That, that thing called the kingdom of God. They didn't, even Daniel was speaking concerning the kingdom in terms of just prophetic vision. You know what I mean? That, but it was just talking concerning it. And then after, at the end of Daniel, they say, okay, close it for the, the time. Praise God. <laughs> it's not for the, it's for the appointed time. Close the book. And the, was it was Daniel chapter 12, right? That was the end. Imagine they prophesy you and then they, okay, can we close it right now? Praise God. It means that it's not, amen. That's why those prophets, they desire and they search recently for, amen, what and what manner of times. Praise the Lord, according to Peter. Prophet, these things, they also, even angels desire to look into. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It means that, so the, the kingdom, then when John then came and began to now say, okay, you see that thing that they, they, they prophesy. Imagine when Daniel was prophesying concerning the kingdom, they wouldn't have understood what he was saying. He had visitation by an angel. An angel of the end. He's actually an angel of the, an angel of the testimony. He came and began to prophesy concerning. And those things are written in the book for those people to whom those things pertain in their own season and in their time. And you saw later in the book of Revelation, when it was time, when he now came and put his leg on the sea and the other leg, and there should be time no longer. He lifted up his hand to heaven and swore by him who sits upon the throne that there should be not be time. It means it's time for to unseal that thing, which was what? Sealed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. So, so he came and then he opened it. But somebody called John the Baptist then just randomly came and he was a very strange prophet who didn't look like all the other prophets. They, they had to move him away into the wilderness. To, why? Because they want to make him begin to perceive the smell of something. And if they leave him around where Jews are, he will not be perceiving kingdom. He will be perceiving other things. Maybe if he takes in a server, he will be perceiving Herod's kingdom or something. Or he will, after a while, you just see John doing some kind of... They had to move him away from their civilization into the wilderness. They moved him there so that away from the, all the kingdoms of the world, they can smell the coming of another kingdom. And then he, was, he could perceive the aroma. He could, he could perceive the scent of it. And then maybe he could hear the sound, maybe. Maybe it's the sound of the kingdom that he could hear. 
Praise God. Maybe he could, he could hear what the, the sound of the kingdom. I'm not too sure that he himself could see it. It's very possible that most likely he couldn't see it because except a man be born again, he cannot. It means that he takes a recreated spirit to see the kingdom. And John did not have that. Are you seeing that this kingdom thing is not just it's, it's, it's a, the way they kept it? The cost of that, if his soul is not born again, go and try. Teach the kingdom. I don't mean talk about Jesus Christ and he died and that. Oh, that's not the kingdom message. I'm not talking about preach, go and preach evangelism. They don't teach kingdom in, in evangelism ground. That's not the message of evangelism. Praise God. You can go and do evangelism and you might never open the Bible. People will get saved. Praise God, <laughs> to the ministry of the Spirit. But when I say teach the kingdom, I mean the, begin to unveil the kingdom and go and try and get someone who is not born again to understand what you are saying or to see what you are saying. They can never, someone whose spirit is not quickened can never see a kingdom that is not of this world. You might not value what you have. There's something that... If your spirit wasn't quickened, if they didn't lighten your spirit, man, when they begin to paint the, a kingdom beyond, it means a kingdom that doesn't have anything to do with what you will eat and what you will wear and everything, that you can divorce natural living, put it aside, and they begin to paint another world and then begin to bring it and portray it as a reality. A soul that is not born again can never see that. Oh, I mean, a spirit. There's something. They, there's something about the spirit. You know, when, when, when you are talking about the kingdom. Anytime the message of the kingdom is going forward, it's not easy to agree with the kingdom. There must be something on the inside. Your spirit man that's telling you it's true. It's true. Look more. Look more. Look more. Look more. It's true. It's true. We agree with it. We agree. If that thing is dead, they will talk, it will bounce here and drop. The best thing is that after the preacher finishes teaching and everything, the person will say, oh, what a story. Can we, is there a way you can capture this story? Let's write it into a script. This will be a wonderful Hollywood movie. You know what I mean? Like, war to come, you know, dominion, all of that. That's all they will see. What a nice fantasy, a fairy tale. That's the best that a spirit has not quickened. Because to hold this thing as a reality, and in all seriousness, and leave it out, you got, it takes something, something. You must be another kind of being. You must be, so except a man be born again, he cannot see. So it's possible that John wasn't able to see. But John, praise God, John was, John was a different, John was raised in the wilderness, right? And one of the things about wilderness, wilderness kind of, it was not just was he raised in the wilderness, John was an Adam. Praise God. John was raised in the wilderness and then John was an Adam. There's something about that Adamic stature. Adamic stature. The, the sign of the Adamic stature is the ability to hear God. Right, it's the ability to do what? It's um, one of the, the, the main properties of the Adamic, one of the Adamic, main Adamic inheritance. It's, and it was 
portrayed with the life of Adam. We didn't, Genesis didn't tell us that Adam was seeing God. Right? Genesis didn't tell us that he was seeing God. He didn't tell us he was seeing him. We don't, we don't see that record there. We don't see that. Right? But when God was coming, he said that I, I heard thy voice walking. You know, it means that, that he, discern, he can discern the walk of God by hearing. That was a kind of an Adamic operation. <laughs> right? That there's something that they put in the living soul of the earth that can, that can hear. There's a hearing. Adam has a hearing. It's a, it's a particular kind of a hearing. It's the, it's the ear of their kind of faith. Is the ear of their kind of fate. That was one, that was a sign. That was actually a sign of a sign of praise God. A sign of of those that that time, that Adamic season. You won't see too much of seeing God. You won't see too much. You but there's a lot of hearing in their time. How was Enoch walking with God? It's true hearing. That it's very possible that Enoch was hearing, walking. Even though, sorry, Enoch. Enoch, praise God, not Aaron. Enoch. Even though Enoch could not hear the walk of God in the garden. Right? But that was not the only place where God walked in Genesis. Right? The, uh, Adam said, I heard your voice walking in the garden. That was the initial Please, God was walking for their hearing. But after when they left Eden, it doesn't mean God's walk stopped. God still a kind, a, a, a kind of God in a way came out of Eden too to also create a walk for all those Adams. They were also walking as well. And so they were to discern the walk of God. So that, that was a, a, a type of John, one of the ways I can tell you that John was a hearer in the wilderness, the Bible records it. It said, in the year that Annas and Caiaphas were high priests in Jerusalem, that the word of the Lord came unto John in the wilderness. So he was receiving hearing. There was something. It's a sound. Praise the Lord. A sound of, see, that, uh, that Elijah nature is, is the, part of the Elijah nature is the, there's a, it's the, the ability, is a kind of hearing. It's a prophetic hearing. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. It's a prophetic hearing. It's a, it's a the type of, oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Praise God. Is that they are, they are able to cause the sign. I'm just seeing some things in the Bible. I'm just seeing them. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit that wants to bring them to bless us. Amen. You know, one of the signs of Elijah when you were reading the two witnesses, or the son of the prophetic, is when he said that one will cause it to shut up heaven that it might not rain. That was talking about the Elijah prophetic kind of witness. So it means that so something about that is his activity of shutting down heaven, right? That was, that was particular to that Elijah. It's an Elijah spirit. It's very clear that it's not just it's not Elijah the man. The Elijah the man had died. Sorry, not died, but we saw him being taken up into heaven. Praise God. But there's what the Bible calls the spirit of Elijah. 
And that same spirit was also upon John, the Baptist. Praise God. So which is the ability to shut heaven. And then the ability to, it's not just able to shut heaven. It's also to make it heaven rain as, as well. It can cause rain. But so there's a rain that that's Elijah's spirit. I'm not sure why I say all these things, but <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But this is just the Bible. Sometimes when these things are in the Bible, you don't know why they are there, but Holy Ghost wrote them. And then there's a way he can bring, he can bring ministry out of them. Amen. What I'm seeing is how, how, how um, Elijah was bringing, was, was trying to, to verify the coming of the, you know when he shut the heaven, when it was time to open, he began to pray for heaven to open. It means he has the key of opening up of heaven and he began to tell the servant. Then he was checking the servant, look and look and look. But when the servant detected the rain, it didn't, it's not by what he saw. He said, well, I, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. It means that, that is, it was the Elijah spirit. It's so Elijah spirit causes hearing of rain. It causes what? The hearing. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Amen. It's very clear that even to, that is a metaphor concerning the reign of the kingdom. It's a metaphor concerning what? It's a metaphor concerning the reign of the kingdom. Amen. So it means that, so it means that, that John the Baptist, who had the spirit of Elijah, he must have been hearing. Imagine hearing a rain coming. Here and then they, they sent him with a message, which is with a forerunner message. And he said, I am the voice crying out in the wilderness. You should make straight the path and all of that. Amen. Amen. But in his own ministry, what he was, so he was a forerunner for Jesus, who was coming. Jesus Christ is the, was actually the bringer of the kingdom. Right? And then, because we called him, my, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. That was his own kingdom, which he was bringing to the earth. Praise God. And then, then John, but what was the message in John's mouth? The message in John's mouth was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I believe not because he's seen the kingdom, because he wasn't born again, but he could hear the sound of it. He was, that was a part, that's one of the power of Elijah. One of, one of Elijah, one of his, his greatest problems was the perversion of, of dominion. Was was, he was against Ahab and Jezebel. Why? Wow, was, was, he saw, he was seeing, he, he had hatred for the, their own pattern of dominion. That it was the same hatred that made him kill all the priests of Baal. Yeah. All of us, is, is, are you getting what I'm saying? There's something about the sound of the kingdom of God. It means that when Elijah, what was getting Elijah angry was that when he's seen dominion, that's not God's kind. There's something that he causes an, ang- is an anger with the spirit of what? Of, of Elijah. Praise the Lord. So he began to say that they repent for what the kingdom of God. And then he said that right from the time of John the Baptist, that the kingdom of God has what? Suffered what? Has suffered violence. And then the violent does what? Now, that scripture is has been interpreted in different ways. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That, king, that scripture has been interpreted in different ways. Okay, it means that you have to take it by force. But this is a lot of times when people want to take it by force, it's not really kingdom they are taking. Amen. Praise God. 
I, I, I feel like Christians can be dishonest sometimes, you know, you don't think so? Amen. They, they wrote their kingdom. Some of our lives, and they take care of the kingdom by force. Now, why are you trying to take a car by force, and take house by force, and take, praise God, money by force? A lot of times I've heard that, that, theme, that scripture being used as prayer point. It didn't involve the kingdom. It was involved taking other things by force. Praise God. But if you want to, the way I'm, I see the interpretation of that place in the Bible, I'm, it's, not, it's not just saying, it's not, really, it's not telling you to take anything by force. Because to be honest, you cannot take anything by force. Neither is the kingdom up for taking by force. What they're, trying to tell, what they're trying to tell you is that the suffering, what the kingdom is suffering, is that men are trying to take it by force. That is the suffering. What the kingdom is suffering is, is the actions of violent men. What is violent? Those who violate. Violent is the nature of Satan. That, that has filled Ezekiel chapter 28 because of thy merchandise and, and all that. So that thou has filled thy midst with what? With violence. You have filled your midst with violence. With that you violate. You violate the order. Do you see that? So that will tell you that the attitude, the present attitude of when you hear Christians talk about dominion mandate, kingdom this, kingdom pursuit, kingdom... All of those things, amen. That thing is a falling idea of dominion. Yeah. That when you are able to strip the idea down, you will see at the core of it the concept of taking things by force. Yeah. That the devil created a system, a financial system. He's the one who created it. And then he's the one who said, okay, in this my system, we know the kind of guys who will be at the head. Your soul must be set in a certain way. We will arrange your soul, we will lead you for years in your career, we will fashion you a certain way. Then we will now give you the ability to rise to a high place in society where you have power over such systems. It's devil's own thing, right? It's the system of the world, praise God. And it's the one who has he's created it for his children to use to perpetuate his own thing. Then you now see Christians in church praying to go there and then let them kick out that worldly guy, let them sit there and then bring because you know what do you what do you what is that? That is violence, right? It's like <laughs> is that not violence? It means that Satan is training Christians to try and do what his own spirits are doing. You want to understand the nature of violence. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. You will begin to sit about standing even the man, in the mountain of congregation in the side of the north. So I would exalt myself above the height of the cloud. They didn't give him that position. They said, I will be like, that's violence. I will, say, I will be like the most high. You can't be like the most high without his dominion. It's an attitude of violence. So that's what kills Satan. Do you see what I'm saying? So, he said, thou art feast, fill thy mist, because the multitude of thy merchandise, your traffic was too much. You were trying to do buying and selling to arrive at the throne. And that, by such a nature, you are violating your sanctuaries. Praise the Lord. 
So such a thing is, a, is, a, is talking about the evil nature which God. Now, when you see the average Christian who just got born again, who is a baby, you cannot have a baby. Have you ever seen a baby that's not violent before? <laughs> have you ever, has anybody ever seen a violent baby? It's just calm, <laughs> calm baby. Mommy, can I have the milk now? <laughs> mommy will say, no, no, you've eaten too much. Okay, mommy. <laughs> mommy, just let me know when it's time to have the milk. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to disturb you. <laughs> have you ever seen such a baby? <laughs> now, every, every baby is anointed with violence. <laughs> every baby, every baby. If you're not a mother, you don't understand. But ask somebody who has breastfed before. They'll tell you that they come with raw, hot violence out of the womb. <laughs> Praise God. And some are, some are anointed with more violence than others. Amen. <laughs> purely violent. Purely. If the things that babies do, if adults do, then you'll get locked up. That's not even it. You'll be, you'll, you'll be in jail. You'll just have... Are you get you'll be going steady. You'll just be going to jail constantly. The, the things that babies do... <laughs> You get what I mean? What is that? Because a baby cannot comprehend the concept of order. Your place. Share. This is one your is your own portion. Take this. This is stay with this and then be content with this one. This is the place. A baby doesn't have a baby what is 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 so part of growing up is the removal of violence from the soul, from the child. You must you must culture violence out. You must teach. Hey, stop shouting. You own nothing. You came naked. I have to tell my daughter, look, you actually came. You, are, you don't own anything. <laughs> oh, it's mine. It's mine. No, no, no. You don't own it. You don't own it. Don't shout. Come. Do you want it? Do you want it? If you shout, you're not going to get it. Then when she shouts, you have to take it back and keep it. And she has to cry. Another day. She has to calm down. Okay, you want it? Okay, how do you ask for it? Ask nicely. Then she asks you now, after a while, she will not come. She has two sides. There's one side. That's, there's the violent side. <laughs> when, I, when I watch my daughter, I'm seeing two bills inside her. Two, this is almost like, you know, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a mental problem, but you know it's not. It's a, ba- it's a baby. So and babies, you know, there are two natures fighting. The, the raw one which she came with and the one we are trying to and she can switch between them. So you have to, hey, calm down. Then you look at that calm. She will now realize, oh, okay, okay, please, can I? And she knows, she knows how to say the right words. She can say, please, she can ask, but you, you have to bring her to that mind. And then you have to call the other person out. Then say, okay, that's nice. Okay, take it. Next time, ask this way. Are you getting on? So, she's, so she, you can tell now she's moving from babyhood. Right? She's moving into childhood. From babyhood. When she was a pure baby, you can, how can I be told? What the grandma? She doesn't, a baby is not even tuned to understand your language. You are just speaking to yourself. Praise God. The only language to understand is violence. I want it, I what? I take it. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Praise God. So, and that's the way Christians are. So, you cannot have a baby Christian who is not violent. That's how they are. 
It's, you know, it's, it's very, the way a, a, spiritual, a spiritual Christian prays is different from a baby, a baby Christian prays. The prayer is different. And we've all prayed like that before. I command. In the, <laughs> I command. And then, after I command, I command, they're now moving to another zone. That's the, the realm of decree. You know, from commanding, you know, you know, commanding is military language. That's too low. That's like the, the language of the army. I command, command. After a while, when you move higher, they're now moving to decree. So decree means that you have the strong language, dominion. We decree in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But by the time you start getting spiritual, you don't realize that, man, this, you know, is a, a complex matter, man. You know, you mean when you say first, the first meekness. There's something called first meekness. Uh, you know one of the first meekness that you, that you must arrive at? To become spiritual. It's a clear understanding that the fact that you command something doesn't mean that it will happen. And that the fact that you are commanding doesn't even mean that everyone is even interested. It doesn't even mean that they are even listening to what you're saying. That, that there's no guarantee that, that what you're actually saying is passing the ceiling or the roof. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Praise God that your decree can be as empty as the breeze that this fan is blowing, you know, there's nothing empty. That's one of the, so that, that's a, one of the first meekness that you now begin to, to go into. That's, the one that so begins to know, to be meek like that, prayer begins to change. Instead of decree commanding, you just say, Lord, um, There was a time that almost for a whole year or something, all I was kept praise, Lord, have mercy. Because that, when you just need, you begin to pray for me. It's not that when it's time to pray for something else, you realize that Kai, there's more mercy. So there still needs to be more mercy here, man. Brokenness. When you begin, when they begin to break you, you just begin to ask for mercy. Mercy, 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 mercy. You realize that God is not, God is an angel. I know we also command angels too. <laughs> Praise God. And then you see, and you see if it's a baby, and angels can actually do things. But they're not doing it because you commanded them. It's because God commanded them. That, hey, I want baby there, okay? Go on, whatever it is. <laughs> as long as what he says will not cause too much problem, it won't cause 
You know what I'm, you know how we do with babies, please. <laughs> Praise God, because you, if you don't do that, that, that baby can get angry and backslide. I say, this God is not working and all that. So you have to, but you get, so a lot of things in our, when we just got born again and we enjoy like that, it's not because you're, you're not commanding heaven. See, see, you've never commanded heaven before. Never, never have you ever commanded any angel. They don't respond to you. Do you know who those beings are? Those angels. Do you know, do you know how they see? Do you know what, do you know their calculation? Do you know like, so our own little tiny brain, you don't have, you don't have the judgment, the sight. You don't have the weight to command an angel. Do you get what I'm saying? The truth is that most of the things they even do for us are not things we command. If they listen to us, we will destroy the whole thing. Praise God. You understand what I mean? Say violence. violence. So it means that every baby has it comes with an violence as an inheritance. That's what they have to violate. They, they don't have a sense of boundary and all of that. So when they said that, the, that right from the time of John the Baptist, that the kingdom of God suffered violence, it includes all kinds of people. It's just an, it's an attitude. Praise God of, let's get it and let's get it now. Praise God. After, after, after some time, the mother of two of Jesus' disciples then came to him, praise God, and said, Lord Jesus, see, um, we've been preaching this thing, this message for a long time. And um, you know some of these other disciples, you know some of them, they had to run away from their parents because their parents didn't like all these things that you are teaching. But you see, me, I'm different. <laughs> me, I freely donated my children, two of them. You see, they've been following you since. And even me, I've been around them. So I just want to let you know, is it possible that, see this one, let him sit on the right hand. And the other one, let him sit. Now, no matter, she shouldn't ask Jesus that. It's, it's, it's a lack of understanding that will make her, but you can tell that the heart of asking it is not a bad, it's not totally bad. Even though when you begin to uncover the motives of it, of it uh, there are a lot of things there. Praise God. Amen. But there's an underlying goodness in the sense that she, has, she identifies whatever Jesus is, is preaching to be a good thing. Right. But she then went to fast track her, her kids. You know, it's possible that maybe uh, James and John, um, maybe they would have discovered that, ah, Jesus, so, the way Jesus operates, you know, he has respect for authority, you know. And then maybe after the, you know, the, the disciples, they were always discussing, who will be the greatest? Then they will be arguing among themselves, who will be the greatest, who will see. They always argue that argument. So it's possible that James and John went to go and tell their mother, mom, there's this argument you always have, you know, concerning... Witness and that mom said, "Don't worry, I would, I would, I would just talk to Jesus." And uh, you know what I mean? I used in that kind of conversation. Praise God. So it's a baby conversation. Uh, you see that it's a baby conversation, but it's it's almost it's the kind of almost attitude. The the problem with that kind of thing is 
It is void of the of the process. You understand what is what is taken by force? Taken by force means you want to take it without the process. That there's a way that thing should be taken. There's a, and there's an ordained process through which it shall it can it should be taken. But when you don't want to follow the process, you want to take it, take it, take it without the process. He's taking it by force. The Jesus now said to her, okay, I can do that thing, but it's not really up to me. It's in my father. To grant such a thing is in, in my father's hand. But one thing I must ask you is that, are they willing to drink from the cup? <laughs> Praise God. Are they good? There's a cup because you see that place you're talking about. Me, I know things concerning arriving at that place, and I'm, I didn't go there by myself. The Bible said that no man taketh this honor, but except he that's called. So he didn't take it by himself, but rather what they gave to him is a cup. It's very clear that the Father gave him a cup. Towards the end in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying concerning that cup. He said, God, can this cup please pass over me? He was seeing the cup. But his mother didn't know what cup that is that she was going to ask Jesus concerning. Jesus said, okay, no problem. We are going to induct them into the, the, into, into the school of the cup. <laughs> no, so that's it. no problem. God can do it. But it's just that it's, there's a cup involved. There's a cup involved. Praise God. So it means that so the cup is the process. The cup is the process. But when you go outside the cup, anybody who refuses the cup, and that word for refusing the cup is you are refusing the cross of Christ. It's the, it's the violent nature that refuses. You want to get it without the cross. You want, without the cross. Yeah, you want to get it without the cup. You want to get it without the process, without the suffering, without the walk, the tedious walk, which ought to be done within the soul. Are you see what I'm saying? So he said, right from the time of John the Baptist, since he began to announce it, the kingdom of God was suffered, was violent, and the suffered violence are deviolent. They're not telling you take it by force. They're just explaining explanation that we're, let's explain the violence which is suffered. That those who are violent, the attitude of violence is that they take it by force. So the violent are those those who are violent against the kingdom are those who try to take the kingdom by force. When you try to look at violence against the kingdom, you will see the worldly attitude towards it. You see attitude of spirits towards the kingdom. That thing called the kingdom, great contention. When Jesus said the kingdom of God is as though a man will find a treasure in a field, he won't tell anybody. Why won't he tell anybody? Why won't he tell anybody? That's an attitude about the kingdom. He must not tell anybody. Secretly, he will go and sell all that he has. And then come and buy, hey, guy, I just like your field car. I like the, uh, the shape of the, you see, the way you, uh, the agriculture. I, I believe this, this land is fertile for the kind of crop. You wouldn't tell him that there's actually a treasure inside your field. Because that, the, the kingdom, the dominion of God is, of, is precious. It's a, it's a precious dominion. It's a dominion of what? Of great price. So now tell me such a thing. That there is so much violence against. How will they keep it? It can only be kept 
They call it, they must hide it in a mystery. It has to be hidden. You can never access kingdom without mystery. It's not possible. We are talking about accessing something that Satan himself is sworn to get. You say, what do you mean? You mean that Satan wants to have clear have the dominion of God? But isn't the dominion of God, kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy? You mean Satan wants righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Does he want righteousness? Does he want peace? Does he want joy? Because those are the things that are in the, Holy, the kingdom of God. Uh, righteousness, peace, and joy. No, he doesn't want righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's not what he wants. Does he want righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? Does he want what he wants is the secret of righteousness, the secret of peace, and the secret of joy in the Holy Ghost. It's the, because that secret behind it is the treasure of the dominion. If he, if he can access it, he can defeat every soul who is, who is, who is raised by that. It means that if Satan can demystify righteousness, then you nullify salvation. Do you get, you get I'm, I'm giving you a case. I'm giving you many cases at once. I'm building something. I don't tell you why, they, why is it is a kingdom of mystery. Why must it be mysterious? You have to understand. That why must they why do they want why must they baptize the soul into the world of mysteries to be able to find this the treasure of the human? If you say, ah, come on, prove to me. I don't believe all these things you're saying. You will, you will wait there. The proof can never come. God will not journey from his world into your, your own belief and come and try and prove himself to you. He doesn't journey like that. Neither, neither will the kingdom come and manifest one. They say, oh, that's the kingdom that you're talking about. Ah, we understand. Then the banker can, can see it. Okay, these are the laws of the kingdom and he can plot it in his graph. Praise the Lord. Or the political scientists can understand. When the kingdom is manifesting, bring the greatest political scientists and sociologists into the midst of kingdom people and they, they begin to observe the conversation. They should get lost. Did you see that? This kind of organization of life is contrary to everything that we believe. This thing, organizing your life this way should not be made, should not work. It should not work. Life of the brethren, for example. It's, you see that the life which the kingdom tries to, what, to, that the kingdom life wants to birth within you will be contrary to the laws of society. It, you will find that you find them leading your soul contrary to the way of organization, praise the Lord, of this world. But not done carnally, but done by a spiritual wisdom. That's why when you talk about loving the brethren, it's not a mental thing that you want to go and try and act out a certain way. That's not what this is. Talking about attitude of life pushed out from mysteries. Mysteries that are bouncing on the inside of the soul and then turning out instruction, commandment. Okay, this is how you do it. Do this now. Leave that. Sacrifice this one. Leave this one alone. Do it this way. It's not 
some kind of acting out. He's talking about of, he's because of the full assurance of what? Understanding. It will then begin to churn out particular counsels. I mean, you see, counsel that, will, that can beat Satan. They can, are you getting what I'm saying? Counsel that can do what? That can be, beat Satan. The womb from where they give birth to the spiritual man is a womb of mystery. When they shoot out the spiritual man and they give birth to him, he, he's coming out of a, a womb of mystery. So if a soul refused to be incubated in the womb of the mystery of the Holy Ghost, you can never, spiritual stature will not what? Will not arise. Amen. So he that is spiritual judges all things, but he is what? So he is judge of no man. He is judge of no man. He that is spiritual. So it's very clear that I was saying, you are seeing he that is spiritual is he that has gained access into mystery or, or kingdom. Gaining access into kingdom is into what? Mystery. So, and he said that, except a man, the born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. So, seeing the kingdom, they didn't put, even though seeing the kingdom is an operation of revelation, but it's not mysterious according to New Testament. Mystery is beyond, um, the fact that you can't see it doesn't make it mysterious. Do you understand? The fact that you can't see it doesn't make it mysterious. If it's not mysterious and you can't see it, you can't, then it means that you can't engage it. But if they go and make you see it, you will easily engage it. But if it's mysterious and they make you see it, seeing it doesn't still mean. It's like, ah, where's my phone? You say that, I don't know where your phone is, or your phone is hidden somewhere. And then you finally then find the phone. But the fact that you found the phone doesn't mean you can use it. Because I put a code on the phone. The code is to, is to, is to make it, I, I put everything inside it, inside a mysterious lock. That to be able to access it, you must solve a mystery. See this letter numbers here is a mystery. It's asking you, solve me, solve me, solve me. If you can't solve me, you can't gain access to what I'm carrying. So carrying it like this doesn't mean that, yeah. And God designed the kingdom that, in a way, men should be able to carry it like this. It will be around men everywhere. They say the same way guys who are carrying, they go to market, unbelievers, same, same market unbelievers go to. They will be going there. The same kind of houses that unbelievers and other people live in, guys who are carrying mystery will also live in there. So kingdom is not disappearing and going somewhere. You will be around, but, but, but within, inside the souls who are, you are seen in the world, acting out the same way everybody is acting out in terms of engaging the same thing. They drive on the same roads, use the same car, buy the same kind of house, eat the same kind of food. Their kids, children go to the same kind of school. They go to the same kind of school, walk in the same kind of places, but they are, they, 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 
they are carrying, the life they are living is something that is a, is a child of another world. It's a child, it's, a, it's, a, it's, out, it's wisdom being churned out from another realm entirely. That is entirely and completely what? Mysterious. That's how the kingdom, like Jesus was. Jesus was like that, grew up in Nazareth among the worst of the worst. They say, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Yet he came out of their kingdom. Imagine Nazareth kingdom being, being raised and developed in the soul of a man in that kind of place. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? So this thing is not spookiness. It's not being spooky. I've been, ah, we just, we don't go to, we don't go to the, you know, we don't, we only go to the grocery store once a week. It's just, we don't want to. You know, we don't want to, you know, evil communication. You know what? The corrupt good manners. You know what I mean? Praise God. So you only go, you only go once. Maybe, maybe you don't go. You just have one delegate who will go and will pray for him very well. So when he's going, no evil shall, be for, shall come near thy dwelling. You know what I mean? Praise God. And then we'll move into the mountains and live there. And in that mountain, we'll, bring, we'll now bring out the kingdom life. No. That's not kingdom. Praise God. Any kingdom that you have to run away from the world to go and live. Remember <laughs> that is an inferior kingdom. The fact that you have to run away proves that it's inferior. Now, I'm not saying that I now go out there and then uh, praise God, be friend to all the evil people there. No. The reason why you can't be friend to them. So of us, you can't be friend with sinners, like Jesus was a friend of sinners. Because Jesus was not a friend of sinners when he was 12. He was always going to the temple. After a while, when they did, you know they were coming from a feast. When you have feast, this means party, right? In the Jewish calendar, eating, feasting, everything. He began to vex him. He was looking for temple at that age because at that temple area, he felt better. Okay, there was just something about, you saw more of a seclusive mentality at that age with Jesus because he can't be foolish and go and be friend of sinners at that kind of age because you don't have, he hasn't really downloaded fully the mystery of the kingdom yet. So you have to protect yourself a little. And that's wisdom that some of us need to have. They know the light so shine before men. Praise God. Light. Amen. Can you, can you take a light and put it under a bushel? You can't. Your light's supposed to. Praise God. <laughs> amen. Meanwhile, the light that you, that you want to shine. Amen. Yay. <laughs> Meanwhile, the light that you want to shine is, one, is a candle light. Amen. And then, and then the person you want to go and shine that light before, his own light is like this room. It's like, like, praise God. I mean, the darkness in him, the light of his darkness is like this room. Imagine someone walking inside this room in one tiny candle now and said he's bringing light. I said, why was this candle for? Praise God. I said no way to them that sit in darkness. Don't <laughs> no, be foolish. Are you getting what I'm saying? You should be, see, be humble, man. When I was growing, see, when I started hearing this word, 
word of righteousness. One thing I knew for one thing I knew is that this the world around me can swallow it up. And it was very clear to me that the, at the level at which I had heard it, even though I was so convinced and I knew, I knew I had a sense that this is not something that you now want to now go out there and maybe go and ah, you've heard the you've heard the final gospel. So it's now time to go and disciple. No. When you go, they will disciple you. <laughs> you will come. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So there is wisdom in this matter. Know where you're. At every point, me, I know the kind of conversation that can be a danger to my life. There are some people that are anointed. Power. They, are, they have anointing. They are powerful. When this word of righteousness came to me, when it came to me at that season, now you need to know my, that season of my life, I wasn't just like a, I wasn't a lone ranger walking, blowing like a leaf that mistakenly blew into a word of righteousness. No, that's what I was. I was serving in a ministry. I had pastors. I had mentors in my life. I had people in my life. You understand what I mean? And majority of people who don't, subscribe to this way of living out this kind of thing. Friends, too. And when I say friends, I don't mean friends who, you know, I mean friends, people who can impose on your life in some sense, you know, praise God. So I had to be wise about what I'm carrying. I had to be wise. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Serious reason because there's a, there's every chance that praise God that at the time there were people in my life at that time who who I know had what it took to talk me out of this if I wasn't wise if I just went and said oh I've heard this 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 word now you know all this thing we've been doing since is nonsense I just came into I guess. <laughs> Treasure. Me, I will just carry my revelation and go and meet them. You see, thank you for all that you've been doing since and everything that you've taught me. But I just came to let you know now that um, there's another side to this thing. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> and there are some of us who can do that, and who are some of us who have done it in some level. Praise God. You have to have wisdom, and let when you have a light, let it not not it. Sometimes it takes years. It takes years. When you, when you hear something, a message, it's not every message that you've just heard. It's not everything you've heard that, that you can stand for. And when pressure is put upon your soul, by, when I say pressure, those who put pressure on soul are those who have, they have pressure to put. It's not everybody who can pressure you. They are, they are, yeah, there are beings, all kinds of beings. There are beings that, that even God gave authority. Mm. Yeah. 
God, not the devil. God gives them authority at a certain level. And he might be under the authority at a level. When, when they bear upon you, you might give away. You might, they might not find you again if you're not wise. You understand what I mean? So some of these things, you have to go. Even Jesus did that. So you can, you can go into hiding. Allow, the, allow, the, allow your soul to touch the authority of the word of the life that's been painted to you. And the only way you can touch authority of your life is that you must have given up something for it. The re- authority is the realm of trade. You can only get authority by trade. They don't dash it. They don't, it's not dash. Take, ah, upon you right now. So, <laughs> praise God. Then when you just walk, I say, I'm not walking in the authority of the word of righteousness. It doesn't happen to anybody. Amen. You'll be walking, you'll be enjoying the authority until one being who has pressure will sit on you and say, okay, so what were you saying again? <laughs> a being that God gave up, a being who has done trade for their own authority. Well, say, okay, so what revelation were you talking about again? You want to show me something? What, were you there? what will happen? All the authority, all the, after a while, all the saliva too will dry for you about everything. <laughs> all the oil, everything what? Praise God. You get what I mean? So authority happens by trade, right? Anything, you can never come into authority by any word that you've not, you haven't cut off your life. You haven't used your life to pay for. Authority comes by trade. You must have traded something. Your life must have left. There was a point where you pick authority is that you dropped your life. You, that that word could collect part of your life from you. Do you understand what I mean? That's how, that's how authority of word comes upon you. So if, if you receive word and it hasn't let yet led you, haven't led you to altars of sacrifice, don't be under an illusion that you have come on up, you have received the authority for, for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? As I'm teaching to you, there's not everything that we can teach to you. It's not, everything, it's not everything that I know that I will teach you. Praise God. It's not everything that I know that I can come out here and sit and teach. Why? Because I, I can gauge authority level. I can gauge level. When, when I begin to move and I begin to step in a place where, look, the authority for this thing is, look, <laughs> this, place, this place, you don't know. You don't know the things inside the area where they sacrifice surrounding this kind of world. You don't know, you don't know what things are in that kind of place. So the fear is more of things you don't know. And that's, great. that's one thing you should fear. Fear things that you don't know about. Realm where you haven't, you haven't done transaction in. Don't begin to, don't become, don't become the embassy of a country you've never visited before. You know what I mean? <laughs> Praise God, like your house, you just go and print signboard. The embassy of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and then you start calling people, come and take visa. <laughs> Amen. That's how we do sometimes with word and with revelation. You don't know, the, the life that thing is talking of, you've never lived there. You don't even know what, you don't know the sacrifice. You don't know what that thing entails, but you just begin to talk from this place. That's one thing that you must never do, you understand? What I mean, praise the Lord. 
Amen. So, so um, what the Lord wants to, to produce, they want to produce authentic beings. Authentic beings who, in who the mystery of the world they are carrying has been worked out on the inside of them. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So there had been, might be comforted being knit together in love. That was Colossians, right? And we've settled that aspect of he that is spiritual, right? He's judged it all things, and then he himself can be judged of no one. Why? Because of they pushed him into a mysterious realm where outside judgment cannot pick the sun. Such a fellow. Praise God. Now, such a person um, is a soul who has been knit together in what? In love. And I, I tell you why they said love there, because love is the, say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that word for love means, love means solid ground. Right? It's solid ground. Love, made, love means a ground that is what? That is solid. Ground that is solid. Christ, 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 the journey in Christ come from a bit of insolidity to then through trials and all kinds of things to bring the person into solidity. Solidity is preciousness. That's the, the scriptural language. So the preciousness is the end of the journey in Christ. So a precious person is a spiritual person. Right? The precious nature. When you become, you become precious. Precious, like they call them. Precious stones. Right? The, what makes a precious stone different from gravel? Part, a huge part of it is the solidity of the stone. We haven't gone through so much in the earth's crust. You don't find precious stone on the surface of the earth. You can't find a precious stone there. You, precious stones, are, they are buried inside all kinds of places in the earth where gases and a lot of heat, thousands of degrees, all kinds of things are sometimes... Are, and, and then apart from that, the most important factor is time. Time, time, time has walked on such a stone. When you see it, when they bring a precious stone out, it's a solid stone. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? And so such a soul as that such a being has come into what full what the full assurance of understanding. That's what they want to push you into. They want to push you full and when they say, okay, talk about this life, you won't be talking about all oh, this scripture. No, no. You will be you'll be talking the life is on the inside. You can use this route. This okay, so let's go to Parliament Hill. You can you can map out journeys, different way to get there. That's the point where you become unstoppable by Satan. You is that inside of you they configure routes, routes to arrive at the demand of God. The demand and, and the, that heaven will have assurance concerning this soul. That concerning this matter, this guy actually can't fail. Do you know what I'm saying? When they talk about, amen, these are the kind of men that God is looking for because such people, these are the salvation of nations. Just put one or two or three in a nation, like Abraham was. And then even Lot to a degree, 
the Bible speaks about Lot's righteous soul. Even to a degree, he has some sense of righteousness. But do you understand what I'm trying to say? Praise God. Glory to Jesus. The Lord is going to bless us. How many of you are interested in this kind of blessing? You are. You have desire. Yes. 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 The Lord sees that. The Lord sees that. The Lord will bless, will, will bring such a great blessing to your soul. Amen. When you, when you begin to know that you are blessed, it's when you can, when, when you can put spirits in a, in a, in a place where they don't, they don't longer know what to do. And spirits can have that kind of problem concerning you. They no longer know what to do. Why? They tried everything. They said, this person, this person has, this person has ways. They have, they have way to do it. Why are they always fulfilling it? Why are they always living according to the standard? They always, they always fulfill God's standard. Somehow. Somehow. When others are finding excuse. They will find a way. Beings of ways. Beings of ways. Beings of ways. When you bring a being of way into a situation, impossible situation, they say, ah, this guy, they can't live with him. We see this particular one, this one. No, they can't. we've tried now. How bad? They begin to call people. This guy has tried with him. He dealt with him. This one, he can't. this one pack out after some time. The other one, praise God. Amen. It's because of inability. <laughs> But when you bring such a soul to, like, bringing such a soul to Jesus, Jesus has praised the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? The Lord will help us. The Lord will give us strength and so much grace and so much ability and so much power. So much power. He will make your soul so powerful. So, so powerful. Amen. That it will make you so spiritual that you will begin to defeat Spirits, the, the invisible operation of spirits in the world that counsel souls, that makes souls, you know, it's the counsel of the world that makes souls fail, right? That the counsel, because there's not enough clarity as to the way to do what God wants. So along the way, you see a seductive path will emerge. Just do this shortcut, do it this way. You see, they, they push souls out of the, world, the way of obeying God's commandment. But... God will make us so blessed that they will, will be so conversant with ways. I'm not talking about ways. I'm not talking about one long thing you have to do in a split millisecond. What I'm, everything I'm describing can occur in tiny milliseconds inside the soul. Just secret decisions. How you arrive in decisions. You know, they come very quickly like that. Impulses. That's how things concerning life happens. Amen. But so if the mystery is not cultured inside of you, if you have to go and think about it and open scripture, a lot of times you've, you've already failed. We're talking about the making, raising your soul that you, you are so quick, like, like the Reverend was teaching concerning that, you are so quick that you can interject and judge the impulses of Satan quickly because of the mystery that has been raised in the soul to defeat what? Life of spirits and the, the counsel of spirits. Amen. So will it be unto you. Father, we thank you. Just, you can just lift up your hands and just respond to the Lord and just open up your heart that you want the, you want the import of this blessing.
paranosia to creven ikrescura. Rapa efren o prefehelos. Ricasesu de grenda lupraftelia lomoske pratuve ekrenohoski. Refanda mariesco, repiven oske prande. Repana varios, vernos ernes egriata pragria to grendo zigenogea. Pam papa, ropapa, repasco, repacrapa, robaraba, on rante luverenoski. El pralapa, el prasuste prael of rendo zivanda. Labrai calaparu cate crisco. Le shemba lumbrambo legariensco privangelicata. Lascasu, lescasu, leprenita. Lemprenienta, sesprienta, limbriento, lepricalinta, lembranta, criesco te cribalon de pambran, olbra, aigrana maronona venge gala, zestemigaha, o mashigar anosa, lambretta, lambretta, lembretta, lembretta, limbretta, 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 zimbretta, limbretta, limbriceta, lambriens, oscaria la maor calamano tegi. Lishan shata pantate prente barana barana bazuri ta kalaman roste pa yalaba ore barana roste kede roste te 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 la parien tampranto limprabana badus kedios zeste kreta pare de reveskote reta thank you oh mikhehes os ostema oh maribaha. O Maranamaha, 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 O Sembaragano. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Our Father, we bless you this evening. Thank you because we believe you have, you've spoken to us, just you've shared your heart. This is like vision casting. You're casting a vision of the work which you want to begin to accomplish in each of and every one of us. Lord, we know that it's not by power, not by mind, but it's by your spirit. Lord, I ask that I commit every soul now into the hand of your spirit. Lord, I ask God that you will finish, perfect, perfect, perfect this ministry in every heart. Thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for insight. Thank you for understanding. I pray, Holy Ghost, come and take this word and then relay it and, and also come and minister it more accurately to our soul and interpret it exactly how to bring the exact import which this word ought to bring and deliver to our heart. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the glory. We bless your holy name. We worship you. Oh, thank you, Father. Glorify your holy name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Dwells between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.